welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Maxine Thomas. Maxine exemplifies the true definition of a servant leader in the community. Accordingly, Maxine was awarded the 2017 Bob Dickerson Leadership Award in recognition for her leadership, courage, persistence, and commitment as a results grassroots volunteer. She is also the recipient of the Do Something, Be Someone Positive Leadership Award awarded by the St. Florian Leadership Development Center. She believes that no one should live in poverty and families must take an active role in changing their communities. Through results, she is improving access to education, health, and economic opportunity by sharing her personal story of triumph. Maxine was elected by the grassroots advocates to serve on the International Board of Directors for results. Many media pieces have been written about Maxine's efforts to support her community, one of which is her great success in having her own op-ed published on the Hill. She is passionate and committed and uses her voice to influence political change. Through the international work of results, she maintains ongoing efforts with her members of Congress and elected officials. Maxine thrives to build bridges between everyday people and our policymakers. Throughout her experiences, she has learned that making a significant change can seem impossible and at the very least takes a lot of work. She's continuously thinking of ways in which she can impact the lives of people around her. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman, Maxine. How are you? Hello, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so I'd like to start off with you um, giving us a little bit about your background, and then from there we can talk about the organization that you are involved in. Okay, great. So I am a mom of five. I have a daughter who is away in college, and it's, this is her freshman year, and I have four sons. I work here I'm in Indiana, and so I work at one of the larger food banks here in the Midwest. And um, as you know, we've been really busy with all that's uh, been going on with the pandemic. And so, um, yeah, so. um, Have you always lived in Indianapolis? I am born and raised. Oh, okay, great. Uh, so I would like to ask about um, the organization you're involved in, Results. Can you tell me how you got involved with that? Sure. So it was probably about 2012. I was a part of another organization. Um, that organization was Circles. And we were learning about ways to be able to um, use your voice and understanding that Circles is a group of individuals who have are there for meaningful and intentional relationships to help bridge one person or family out of poverty. And by doing so, again, connecting to resources that are meaningful to help an individual become self-sufficient to thrive. And so we learned about results. And from there, I was just really eager to even be a part of results and learn more. And so in 2013 is when I joined results. 
I was gifted in a scholarship actually to attend an international conference in Washington, D.C. Uh, the following year for, in 2014. That's and awesome. So from there, yeah, is when I got involved. Huh. Was there um, one person that you could give credit to for getting you involved in results? Or is it just from being involved in the other organization and then finding out about it? As far as credit to anyone about being involved in results, results did have a staff that uh, came to our circles group at the time. She was phenomenal. Like her drive and just her, she had this zeal and passion about the work that she does. And so I wanted to be a part of that. And um, her name is Meriden Thompson, and she was phenomenal. And oh, I I'm, love I'm really grateful. I love Meriden Thompson. Yes. <laughs> She's awesome. She really is. Uh, so can you tell people what results is and what they do and why, um, what got you, you know, uh, what prompted you to really be, you know, as, as passionate as you are with results? Results is me. Results is you. Results is us. It is really everyday people. And together we use our political will to fight the um, anti-poverty and anti-hunger programs here in the United States as well as across the globe. And so just being able to connect with people from all over for um, this cause of being able to help uh, fight policies that are in place to, that um, that will really make or break individuals and generations of people um, is what we do at Results. And we do that by meeting with our elected officials. We find ways to communicate through powerful, wonderful areas of media learning how to write effective letters to the editor. Or like you mentioned, I um, my very first opinion piece was actually published on the Hill and um, it just came from the heart. And so results equip you with those resources and tools to be just a strong and powerful advocate and leader. That's awesome, I love that. And, and it really does bring it home uh, when you're talking about anti-poverty. Um, do you feel that it's gotten worse over the um, even because of the as a result of the pandemic, um, the poverty issues? And so that will be for me. I will make it clear. Results is a nonpartisan organization, so we don't even have um, we don't take sides. We work across party lines, all party lines. Mm -hmm. um, my own personal bias will be. Um, I believe that poverty, as uh, the Bible says, is going to be amongst us. However, there are so many different symptoms of poverty. And I believe the pandemic has really heightened that level of uh, uh, sensitivity to what poverty looks like uh, today. Mm -hmm. And so um, I believe the work that we've done and are doing has really left a great impact on being able to uh, stretch out um, programs and opportunities through different legislation for individuals that will be able to thrive. So it is working, mm. but we still have work to do. Well, do you find that even being in results, you still have to deal with people who may not understand what it means to live in poverty? Maybe this question asked about 
four or five years ago, I would probably give a strong yes. Mm-hmm. But um, this just really shows the testament of how great results is because um, although there may not be individuals and results or so forth who understand what it may be like uh, living in poverty, results have a very unique uh a group within our own organization which have individuals that have had first-hand experience mm. living in poverty and so that's a special cohort of individuals that have powerful stories um, and I'm actually a part of that group and so I can honestly say that um, many of our results grassroots volunteer advocates and our grass top leaders are well aware of what poverty is and looks like, um, not just here in the United States, but globally. Mm, Okay. Uh, So in um, 2017, you were awarded the Bob Dickerson Award for your leadership and commitment as a results grassroots volunteer. Can you tell me how that came about? That was like the biggest surprise ever Uh, (laughs) (laughs) well it's a good surprise that's awesome it was it was like I remember that day like yesterday that was that was the biggest surprise and um I didn't I I really didn't think that I was doing anything more than what I was supposed to do Mm. and to see and know to be recognized for doing something that um, was meaningful and being recognized from uh, our organization was truly a humbling experience. Um, It was an honor to be given this leadership award. Um, I remember Bob Dickerson before he passed away. And so to have been awarded that honor and and award was truly a great uh, experience for, for me. That's amazing. So was Bob DeCrisson also in results or was he just an uh, an advocate for um, uh, other issues, including anti-poverty? Bob Dickerson was a strong uh, grassroots uh, advocate and, and results and across the country, yes. Wow. That's amazing that he was able to, uh, you know, create this and, and be able to pay it forward to... Um, people who are so committed like you. That's really you. that's really wonderful. Uh, and you also are the recipient of the Do Something, Be Someone Positive Leadership Award um, that was awarded by the St. Florian Leadership Development Center. How was how did that come about? And what was Just- that for? <laughs> Wow. So again, um, two wonderful organizations that were watching me, you know, they say you never know who's watching. And Mm. um, that was to my surprise, another awesome award that I received here in the city of Indianapolis um, through the St. Florian Leadership Development Center, which is a, a youth organization that is ran and led by the Indianapolis Fire Department. And so there are firefighters who actually uh, started this program back in 1993 that um, instill positive influences into young people and started out with the at-risk youth in the city. And it has just expanded throughout the city at uh, different public schools and they have summer programs and so many things. And so their mantra of do something positive, be someone positive, have something positive was a, 
something that we all should live by. And I really was grateful to be recognized for that award as well. That's really uh, that's that's a great way to uh, it's a great message. And uh, also, are they still doing that? Are still are they still giving out awards to um, to people who are doing what you did uh, or what you have been doing? Yes, the St. Florian Center just had their annual uh, awards banquet last week, actually. Oh, cool. And so, yes, and so as a former recipient, we were all invited to come. And uh, it was virtual this year, mm-hmm. but we were invited to participate in that um, wonderful virtual event for recognition awards. And it was back on September the 12th. And, um, yeah, that was, they, they are always doing something. Just really great, especially during this pandemic. That must be so heartwarming for you, knowing that there are still so many out there who are, you know, who are so committed to do something and and be something positive, and create leadership, you know, uh, and and hopefully inspiring others to do so. Oh yes, that's that's really that's a a great way to uh, to I, I mean for someone who may not have um, that much to look forward to. That's, uh, or, or, you know, I, I think that's a great way to live, like you said. Um, and you mentioned that you had your op-ed piece published by The Hill. And was that something you had wanted to do? Or was it, did that just come out of, because of all of your grassroots experiences and you wanted it to be, uh, you wanted it to be more, um, to get more attention out there. So I was really clueless of where I wanted my letter to go. Mm. My, um, but I knew I had to say something. It was a time where we were learning of issues back in 2015 around uh, refundable tax credits, specifically the earned income tax credit and the child tax credit. And so um, those provisions that were um, set to expire, we we had a lot of work to do. And so it just was so mind-boggling that we were even having to advocate on the issue of something so detrimental if it was taken from families would really cause a great deal of suffering for folks to even fall deeper into poverty, wow. knowing how many families rely heavily upon um, those refundable credits. And so um, I, I had something to say and I literally, it was, I was on a break <laughs> at mm. work and um, I didn't take, I didn't go out. I just sat, I sat there and I, I wrote out what I had to say and I sent it over to our communications team at results uh, for any edits and um, they were very impressed and uh, asked for my permission to uh, see if we could get it sent over to a couple uh, major media platforms and of course I'm like let's go for it yeah and um I kid you not to hear that that op-ed was actually received accepted and also um published with as as fast as anyone has ever known uh, op-eds to have been published our communications team was in awe like Maxine, this is the first time we've ever had an op-ed accepted and received by the hill this quick. And, like, they're going to be publishing it within the next week. Like, it was really, it was really amazing. That's really, 
amazing. And, and like you said, it's, you know, for something to go so quickly, you know, from writing it to being published, obviously it struck a chord and it needed to be said. So good for you. That's, that's really um, what an accomplishment, you know, especially for, for those who may not have been aware of what was going on, you know, and, and to have it bring it for you to bring it out to light. That's really impressive. So thank yes, you, thank, thank you for that. <laughs> um, so you you mentioned you have you have five kids. You have five children. I do. That's awesome. And and so how are they with all of your um, with all of your work with results and all the other things that you're doing currently? Are they supportive? Are they into it? Um, are are they doing? Are they also helping out? in making sure that their voices are heard. So surprisingly, my daughter is 18. And so for the last seven, eight years of her life, she's known results. Uh, she's had her hand in some advocacy herself through results as a former Real Change fellow. She was mm-hmm. a part of the fellowship, which was for young emerging leaders uh, with it intense uh, advocacy training through results Mm -hmm. and so um, she was able to participate in that area which she loved and um, my sons uh, my youngest son actually I was pregnant with him when I first joined so he's always done results and the young and my other boys they you know they know results as long as they can remember and Uh so this is just a part of our life results is a part of our life and um very supportive they are very proud and i um can even matter of fact i took my boys i took my children actually to dc about a year or two ago and um they had written their own letters to their um they they wrote a letter to both the senators and our and our representatives and we hand delivered those letters and they were proud they had something to say they and and I, you know, I just told them you can write whatever you want to. If you want to talk about school, family, your friends, whoever. And so they all wrote their own individual letters about whatever, and um, <laughs> they were able to get them hand delivered oh, uh, wow. to their offices. Yes, and so um, they felt really proud. I would say my now thirteen-year-old um, earlier this year, when school started, he um, uh, well, actually it was the last semester before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. He um, he used some of his own skills of advocacy for being able to uh, speak up and out about um, Black History Month at his school wow. and was recognized by his teachers and dean for being bold and, and having the courage to speak up and um, bring to the attention of the administrators that he felt like not only for him, but for his, his friends and the other students to learn more um, during that month around Black history. And they were excited to be able to provide those uh, materials for the students uh, at the school. That is so impressive. And, you know, because you are living your your work and your children are living the same thing, they, they are, it's, in, it's in them. You know, you've, uh, you've probably, you've, I mean, I know you've inspired them through all of your work. So they see that in you and they're like, well, you know what, this is who we are. This is who, you know, we want to be. And that's so inspiring, you know, especially for young people to know that, you know, they're not the only ones out there and there's, they have voices, you know, that is, that is really incredible. 
and you know for I mean I have um, I have a daughter who's in college and you know and it's it's hard sometimes to like know okay when you know when to make sure that they're okay in terms of I mean she has her own voice as well and you know she's been involved with other organizations in uh, when she was a little younger but you know with college and everything it's a different story but I love hearing stories about young people who are so committed to making sure their voices are heard because they're the future you know and and it's so important um and I mean, how do you go from, I mean, so you have results and, yeah, and you have your, uh, you, you had your op-ed piece published and you have a consulting firm now as well? The, I do, and, I do. And I love the name. It's called The Icebreaker. And so where did that name come from and, and what was the purpose of you creating this firm? And so, thank you. So, um, I'm big on like acronyms, and so uh, finding something that was really um, unique to myself with uh, the icebreaker, and I realized that I am here to inspire individuals and connect them to resources, and also encourage them to be their best self. And so that's the acronym for icebreaker and just really connecting that all together. And so as the icebreaker consulting, I use the experiences and skills that I have, um, not only just through um, my everyday experiences with results and, and life, but even some of my former training as well with being able to help um, individuals and groups with uh, speaking and storytelling training as well as um facilitating workshops and trainings uh, just about on any leadership topic that um, may be needed as well as uh, with our connecting with resources Mm -hmm. uh, we know currently um, our country is um, going through a shift with uh, racial equity Mm -hmm. and so being um, a leader and being able to share and, and, and consult with businesses and organizations on the on where they are with their racial equity lens and model of um, any by implicit biases and things of that sort, making sure that um, the senior leadership teams and boards are um, able to learn how to bring in a diverse group of individuals to serve in different capacities. And so that's what my inspiration is, and that's what I do with the Icebreaker Consulting and more. Hmm. That's great. I, I love your uh, mission, and it, it is really, like you said, it, it stems from all of the work that you've done and and have done, um, continue to do. And is that something you want to keep doing um, as well as you know being involved with results? Um, do you see that? Um, with everything that you have um, done so far, do you see that going forward? You'll be incorporating that uh, all your skills um, that you've mastered over the years into your consulting firm going forward. Do you see that? You know, like, do you see that going off um, into the future? I do. The icebreaker is. I am. Breaker and being able to um, 
move this um, business uh, further is definitely a passion and dream of mine to be able to expand and grow. And I do see Icebreaker Consulting as a future for me. That's awesome. I love that. So when you're not advocating um, and doing all of these wonderful things, um, you know, making sure that every all your all the um, issues that you're fighting for are out there and you're giving voice to the people who may not have the voice to do it. Uh, what do you like to do? Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really spontaneous, actually, and I like a lot of things. Um, I like family. Family is really big. That's a big thing for me, spending time with family, which, um, again, this pandemic has really shifted what that looks like with uh, family gatherings. And as we approach in the holiday seasons, my family have a um, our family Christmas Eve tradition that we are canceling for the first time in mm. over 60 years. So we are, you know, that's really something to find out how we will be able to um, put something else in place and, and start something new and different. So I'm excited about doing something new, you know, mm-hmm. um, but we'll be missing those, those things that we are always accustomed to doing. Um, I love museums. I love music. I love traveling. Um, my favorite place is the beach. Mm. Oh my gosh. That mm-hmm. is like, I was, uh, last weekend, I was down in Virginia, uh, for my, my baby sister's, uh, baby shower and she literally lived four minutes away from the beach and um, I went there that evening and watched the sunset I was there that morning to watch the sunrise I was there that afternoon oh, and I was great. there again and so it was just so fulfilling to be at the beach um, yeah just um, pretty much anything uh, I like getting to know people I love meeting new people and learning about them learning their lives and anyone who's um, willing to share their stories of, you know, of, of who they are. Um, I love listening to others. And so it's so many unique facets of who I am that um, really fulfills me. So, yes. That's really cool. That's great. So, and so where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, uh-huh. on the beach uh-huh. definitely definitely somewhere close to a beach uh, I would love to relocate um, born and raised in the Midwest uh, we don't have beaches we have man-made lakes and <laughs> mm. but um, as far as uh, business wise I do see uh, my iceberg consulting being um, almost a family brand you know mm-hmm. a place where folks would know to reach out whether it's for consulting and coaching or event planning, public speaking, training and more. And um, even being able to watch my children off to the, my older son going off to college, my daughter graduating and just really um, prepare for it to turn in a new leaf in my life. Then. That's a lot to look forward to. That's a lot of um, life <laughs> events to look forward to, which is, you know, that, which is amazing. Um, and so if you had a message for young people who may want to get involved with results, what would that be? Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Um, young people mean a lot to me. That right there is like the beat of my heart. That's the, you know, that's the apple to my eye. I love to see our youth being engaged, whether um, 
from from the time they're walking to the time they're you know walking across stages in, in college i encourage every young person to find something that they love to do you know mm-hmm. and, and and it doesn't have to be something granted it may not look like what the next person does but when you do it just do it you mm-hmm. know and um stay positive and um be a leader, you know, just like the St. Florian Center. It, uh, it teaches some really strong values, and, and you don't have to wait till you're older to be a leader. You could be, be a leader now, a leader amongst your peers. Get engaged um, and, and connect other people, you know. Sometimes uh, your friends may want to be able to, may not know what to get involved in, and if they see something that you're doing, then I'm sure that um, they will come right alongside I say this to say as well, um, I work with children and youth pretty much all my life. Even mm-hmm. um, as a teenager, I was director over uh, a teen program in the neighborhood for several different neighborhood associations. And so being the leader amongst my peers was uh, challenging yet rewarding because um, I was able to not only see how I changed my life, but it really helped shape those that were um, under my leadership. And being able to be engaged in doing something. There's always something to do. There's always something to do. Whether it's helping a senior citizen mm-hmm. with taking out their trash or cleaning out their front yard or, you know, washing their dishes, whatever it may be, you can find something positive to do and um, just do it. You're so right. You know, it it, it, it doesn't take a, um, a lot to, um, to help anyone um, and be a leader. So you've always been a leader. You know, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, even back then she's been, you know, she's already like been up there and, and making sure that things are getting done. And, you know, it, it was more like a national progression for you, I think. Right. I mean, you've always I think you've always had it in you to be a leader and, and to make sure that other people can, you know, and hopefully can do the same, which is impressive. Thank you. Uh, so. If you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? You could do it. <laughs> Believe in yourself more. You know, uh, self-doubt will rob you for, for years if you don't have that um, confidence. And so um, not that I, it was a pity or anything, but um, just uh, extra ump of confidence and, and um, self-encouragement, you know, have affirmations. I think I would have told myself to really have affirmations and, and, and take each day and make it great on purpose. And so that's something that I wake up daily and strive to do everything I do on purpose. You know, we're, we're not here by accident. So everything I do will be intentional. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love that. So if anyone would like to um, get involved with results, how can they um, how what is what, what is a good way for them to do that? Sure. So you can definitely visit us online at um, the World Wide Web, www.results.org, just as it is, results, R-E-S-U-L-T-S dot org. Okay. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to say to the listeners before we, we end this, uh, we end the show? Thank you for your time. I hope that I said something that will encourage and inspire you to be your best self and reach your full potential. And if you ever need to get in touch with me, you are welcome to do so as well. I am Maxine the Icebreaker at gmail.com. Maxine the Icebreaker at gmail.com. 
That's great. Thank you so much for being on the show, Maxine. And I wish you so much luck with your continued work with results and all the other um, passions that you are connected with. That's, and uh, I would love to hear more, you know, and hopefully we can have you back um, as we go along throughout this whole pandemic, you know, sometime in the future. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Tess. It was really a joy to be able to share and speak with you today. And I look forward to connecting soon. Okay, great. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, connecting with you again. Wonderful. Okay. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Maxine Thomas on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening. And I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.